I'm 30, so my uh, so uh, I know a lot about hair plugs now. <laughs> <laughs> It's weird. All, half of my friends are bald, and they've told me about uh, hair plug, yeah. uh, their hair plug journeys. <laughs> wow. It's we like have to talk about that post like, yeah, after we do. we're done yeah. recording. It's like how we, Rachel and I, know like everything about retinol. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just like a thing that happens when you get old. Yeah. Like, I, know, I know all about like Botox injection sites and like, all kinds of shit. Just... Hello and welcome to WrestleSplania, the podcast where I, Kath Barbadoro, a wrestling fan, introduce wrestling to my friend, Rachel Millman. Hi. What's up? Long time no see. I know, you just got back from Austin. I did, yeah. I was gone for 10 days. Uh, You guys recorded some primo bonus content that I think will be out by the time this comes out. I think so? Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, Yeah, uh, let's see. Yesterday I had a nice day, celebrated uh, my friend's birthday, and we went to go see the jewelry exhibit at the Met, which is really good. And there's also a necklace with cum in it. So yep. that's that's what I did with my day yesterday. <laughs> I You sent me the picture of the cum necklace and I was really hoping it would be like cum solidified and then like polished into like a gemstone or that's something. That's what I said. I was hoping they would make it like pearls so it could be like yeah. a pearl necklace. Yeah, and like, then it's like, I get it. There's a hairball in the crown jewels. Like uh, uh, it's called a bezoar when it's like, polished into a gemstone but like you can make jewelry out of bodily fluids it's possible but no this was just vials of cum and they were brown which one was like a slightly different color and like me being a science genius said oh his diet was different this week (laughs) um But yeah, it's that I have mixed reviews on the cum necklace. So I the per, the thing I was linked on it afterward is that it was made in 1987, so it's like a little more reflective. You could argue that it's a little more reflective of the AIDS crisis. Yeah, and also like it wasn't super played out by then. Like piss Christ hadn't happened yet. I don't yeah. think in 1987. I just still think it would have made about the same impact if you had done blood. Yeah, probably, and it would have been cooler, especially in 1987, because like. You didn't have like Angelina Jolie yet, you know? Like Yeah, I'm judging the shit out of this guy's cum necklace. <laughs> Rest of the exhibit, great, Excellent. beautiful, stunning retrospective on like the history of jewelry in the art world. But anyway, now that I've talked about cum, we I have, have a guest today. Wait, I oh. have a really good segue. Okay. Can I do on. my segue? Yes. Okay. Yes. So uh Rachel, you went to the Met the other day. Yeah. Um, and you said that the jewelry exhibit was where the fashion exhibit normally is. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of fashion, we have a special guest with us today here to talk about the fashion files. Ladies and gentlemen, Jordan Olds is here. Oh, hi. Hi. (laughs) I want to talk about the fashion files, but now I'm just thinking about like, uh, can you like compress cum enough to like make a diamond type thing? Like, I'm just thinking about cum jewelry now. I don't know. It's got to exist. I feel like, I know this isn't how it works, but like in my mind, all it takes to make a diamond is pressing hard enough. Yeah. In my mind also. Yeah. It's just like enough. In like a big tent sense. Yes. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) coal is like uh, petrified um, organic matter. Yeah. Cum is organic matter. You could turn cum into coal and then make it into a diamond. Yeah, that's what. Thank I'm- you for listening to WrestleSplania. We will see you next week. <laughs> yeah, bye. <Goodbye. laughs> the whole episode. 
Just before we leave, I want to let you know that maybe since we figured that out, maybe some diamonds are come. Think about that. That's true. Yeah. I, yeah, you know, I feel like there's like a whole subsection on FetLife talking about how it's actually like more dedication and like a symbol of your love. And like, I don't know if it's for me, but like, I agree with the argument. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this was not that. Just vials <laughs> of cum. Yeah. It was on kind of an ugly necklace. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't cute. Yeah. It was. It was just like a shock value. It's a shock tactic jewelry. Yeah, it was shock value. The actual modern one that I really liked was made out of pencils, and it looked like a more traditional, like Native American, Native American, like big state, like I'd, a bib, like a bib. Yeah. But it was mm-hmm. made out of number two pencils. That's cool. Which was really cool. And, like, I got more out of that art-wise than I did of, like... The cum necklace. Someone had pineapple in this one. <laughs> we should probably talk yeah, about wrestling. for the cum, yeah. save for the pencil. So, I feel like this is a pretty good introduction to Jordan, but also, yeah. uh, we know Jordan because Jordan uh, works with the Nobodies. Friend uh, of the show. Yeah. Friend of the show, the Nobodies, who you, you may have watched on YouTube or mm-hmm. uh, listened to them. We have the uh, Guarsenio Hall with us today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a... Uh, People think that's a character, but it's just me wearing face paint. <laughs> like like a wrestler, I wear uh, face paint sometimes. It's really good face paint. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. You do a great job. Uh, I only sometimes do it. I uh, It's a lot of dedication. Get, yeah. It's a lot of work. I'm bad at like, I'm bad at doing, I've never said this before, uh, at, like for all the people who have asked me about like paint stuff, uh, the hardest part is like doing, I think, uh, my left eye. Mm. Just like the not this, I don't know what side of my face this is. Um, but just this is your the, right. Yeah, this is my right. Okay, I got it right. I'm very tired. It's been a long day. But uh, yeah, painting the other eye is is really difficult because it's a non-dominant angle. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm wearing eyeliner right now. I understand. Right. Left eye eyeliner <laughs> you get it. is yeah. the same. Yeah. Well, uh, like what? How long have you been a wrestling fan? What what got you into it? And uh, we asked you if you wanted to do something, and you were like, I want to do Fashion Files. So I'm very curious about how becoming a wrestling fan has led you to, I really want to talk about Fashion Files on this wrestling podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I uh, I think they were the first thing that I, I was like, oh, I fucking, th- I love this, and it's genius. Because I got, I got into wrestling, I think, in the weirdest possible way. Um, especially for someone who like comes from just like the heavy metal world and I like host like uh, a heavy metal talk show and everything. And it, it two seemed... minutes to late night, right? Yeah. Two, two minutes, minutes to late, late night. night. Check uh, it out folks. Check it out. Getting a plug in. If you like Conan O'Brien and also just like uh, yelling at your dad music, it's for you. <laughs> um, but, the, uh, but no, it's like it. Most people assumed that that's how I would get into like wrestling is because there's metal and yeah. like wrestling crossover. There, yeah, there's so much of that. Uh, for me, it was that I started watching RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, and um, my friends would bring me to viewing parties, which were hosted by the Nobodies. Oh wow, oh, that's okay. awesome! So I started watching. Uh, I like we all then became friends because uh, just through that whole thing and then i found out that eric uh the D- dj accident report makes them watch wrestling sometimes yeah <laughs> um and eventually they just kind of got they, like they were all getting together for um like a SummerSlam or a wrestlemania or something um uh and i went over and watched with them and the way i i had never seen wrestling before 
and uh, just the way they watched it was really fun because they're all they're just talking about the outfits, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, I think I, it's probably a WrestleMania then. Yeah. It's outfit based. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, I, oh, because the the new day came out of the floor nice. in a cereal box. Okay, a giant sweet. cereal box yep. that tipped over, and yep. they're wearing paper mache Dragon Ball armor. And I was like, <laughs> "Is this wrestling? Yep. I didn't know it was this." And then I think I also saw on the same show, I saw like Seth Rollins dressed like I was like he looks like Warp Tour uh, X Man person, and I was like, "Oh my god, wrestling is just just Tumblr." This yeah. is people's gimmicks are just from Tumblr. Yep. And I get yep. it. Yep. I yeah. get what's going on here. I think it makes a lot of sense to get into wrestling from a framework of drag and yeah. having drag queens. Like, that's why the nobodies are so great, is because, like, yeah. it, it, it completely makes logical sense that drag queens would be watching and engaging with wrestling. Like those things, mm-hmm. those lenses, it's not the same perspective, but that those perspectives line up. It's the proof of concept for your argument of like, yeah. why is this known as a thing for like only straight dudes? Right. Because it's completely, yeah. Like I have a bit about it where it's like, it's entrances and music and costumes and makeup. And then yeah. I also say it's like a lot like, so I, I watched RuPaul's Drag Race and like went to drag shows before I started watching wrestling. Yeah. And I like completely got it through that. And then also like Rachel is, uh, I don't want to say a reality TV fan. Cause it's more that you just like, you're like interested in like the production side of it. I mean, like I was raised by parents who met in film school. Still don't know what my mom was doing there, but my dad taught me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen to this. Yeah. Um, but so like figuring out the production angle of stuff and figuring out the behind the scenes, it's just kind of like the nooks and crannies of how it works. Yeah. But so like, I think that wrestling, like I kind of came to it through drag and I think a way that you were able to understand it really quickly was that it's like, Oh, this is a, like, this is a real housewife show. Like, yeah. Yeah, which is the it's other part sure. of my bit is that like everyone is has a spray tan and body dysmorphia and they're all throwing drinks at each other's faces and are <laughs> furious and I don't know why but I want them to fight like it's the same yeah, yeah. it was vibe. for me it was reality TV and understanding that like Greek plays are not actually that deep to understand it's like insanely basic dumb guy stories super yeah. surface level <laughs> everything is like totally unsubtle excess and then it's he so much fucked fun. his mom yeah. like that's <laughs> so but no that's, subtext there that's just what happened subtext that guy just fucked his mom Absolutely. and lost his eyes yeah listen make better decisions or else no eyes and mom sex <laughs> oh, too late already nope. happened it's, it's nope. a really it's relatable moral for us all yeah <laughs> Greek tragedies. No subtext. Yeah, I, I consequence a, people get in constantly. The, yeah. It was in a fucking awful college production of Trojan Women once where the woman directing it told the students that it was okay to lie on their resumes and then was like, I lie on mine all the time. I tell people I had an arc on Fresh Prince and I was on two episodes. That's an and arc. And then, her. Mm, yeah. No. Yeah. That's an arc. You can draw an arc between two points. Therefore, it's an arc. It was not the same two conclusions current episode well, yeah, even longer arc <laughs> but either way and then her idea yeah. was to have the greek chorus do like hip-hop moves nice. and then she cast uh three white girls to be in a greek chorus nice <laughs> so you said fashion police was like the first thing after you started watching where you were like oh this is this is for me yeah this is great i will i uh because uh of I think the fashion police started after we started doing Nobody's Watching Wrestling. I was 
because I the way they were like the nobodies were talking about wrestling. I was like, this is a show. This just needs to be like you should. You just, should record this. Like you were one of the people who pitched them on it. I yeah I cool. I pitched them the idea that they should be filming it and like that we could very, do it in very a very good review. call. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were like, oh, no one's gonna care about this. They were, uh, which was the whole the thing. The power of being first to market is so high. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I was like, yeah, just people are going to like love this shit. Now, like James Mansfield is doing it. Like, it's going to be like, uh, like, I think there, and now there's like a matter of pride. Yeah. It yeah. rules. Yeah. Yeah. Like gay wrestling stuff is fucking happening. And it yeah. rules. But that, uh, seeing the fashion police made just based on everything that I loved about, uh, watching wrestling, I was like, oh my God, that's the best fucking idea. It's Literally, so funny. Just two weird fake cops that are that can give people tickets. They just give people parking tickets that just have ew written on them when, <laughs> when their costumes are shitty. That's the funniest fucking gimmick. Yeah. It's, it's really... A, it's a very, like, meta thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's... It, uh, I, I think it's interesting too, just like how it came about. So like you gave us some stuff to watch yeah. and we kind of went through like you gave us like Fandango's debut and then you gave us Tyler Breeze versus Jushin Thunder Liger. So like the first thing I watched for this was um, Fandango's debut at WrestleMania 29, yeah. which it's crazy to think now that fandango debuted at wrestlemania against chris jericho and he beat him I know. yeah that, that was nuts? i did not think that that match was gonna go the way it went it yeah. has an insanely silly entrance and then yeah. it's also a good match it's good yeah yeah that's the thing about like fucking this gimmick is so funny and it would be fine if they were just funny but they're also both very good wrestlers yeah that's like, that's like that that's the thing is they um well, I I was looking into it. I first of all, like when we first decided to do the podcast, I didn't know about Fandango debuting at WrestleMania 29. Yeah. Um I looked uh I looked up his whole progression into that character is nuts. Like both of them were I think like before NXT, like when NXT was just starting like and they just had like the It was like FCW or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know that, Fandango was on that for sure. He was well, they were just stuck there yeah. for for forever, uh, and like both of them, I think have like the longest tenure. Like they weren't moving <laughs> up. Everyone just hated all their gimmicks, and then like um, I think Vince McMahon wanted to uh, like wanted a flamenco dancer character, and Fandango was like, "I'll fucking do it, man. <laughs> Please give me something to do." He's like, just, it, "Well, it's really funny because when you look at." Fang, Fandango, I found out that Fandango has just like leg sleeve tattoos yeah. of just like the Deftones. Yeah. <laughs> it's Everything very about him is likable. It's yeah. super likable, but very inconsistent with the gimmick. Like yeah. that's, he has to have pants because it's like, you can't have ballroom dancer with the fucking, <laughs> with the the fucking white pony. pony. <laughs> <laughs> he literally has the white pony and like the little skull. So, oh, no, because if it was just a guy with like a Deftones tattoo, I would not like him as much. But now, no, he has like, like big lots of them. Learning in this order <laughs> is so much better. Yeah. So yeah. I know a little bit about perhaps the origin of this gimmick because uh, our... The, a show that is referenced very often on this show, Poppin' Dogs and Talkin' Hogs, the 
uh, Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta shoot interview series. They had. It's per- always a miracle how we work them into. <laughs> it happens. I I have a confession. I've I know their gimmick. I've heard of the best friends. I've wanted to see it forever. Every time I have like made the effort to like, I've like been to a Ring of Honor or been to a show. It's always just uh uh. I don't know which one it is. The short haired one. Dustin. Short haired one is Chuck Taylor. Yeah, Chuck Taylor. It's always Chuck Taylor, and I never see the, the best other friends one gimmick. Was, together. was injured for like almost a year. Really? Yeah. yeah. So that's probably why. Yeah. But they. I had, love the merch. They seem great. They're a delight. They're uh, very great. Yeah. <laughs> Friends slash people who tolerate the show. That's <laughs> who they are. They really tolerate us very kindly. <laughs> they do a yeah. great job. Um, but they had Kurt Hawkins on their interview show who oh. is now a like the jobber of jobbers i love him he's we love hashtag love hawkins so hive we, we wanted him to win the rumble oh me too <laughs> when he went in there i was like fuck do it man <laughs> that would be the greatest uh yeah if that we, was his big win uh incredible. right he's yeah. he's had like a 260 something losing streak like let him win yeah. the rumble anytime he's he's in a match i've never seen i haven't seen him in forever but anytime, who has yeah. no one has i remember when they uh one of the first nobody's episodes we did there was a kurt hawkins match and it was really funny because they cut away from the match <laughs> and just showed an ambulance <laughs> Of the match. <laughs> that kicks ass. That's perfect. <laughs> so, so mean. mean. It's <laughs> so mean. So, oh my god. Kurt Hawkins. Uh, he got. He's back now, but he got fired from WWE a few years ago. What did oh, he man. do? And just they just released him from his contract. Like, oh, he didn't okay. do. He didn't like. Fired is maybe a strong word. They released yeah. him from I was his contract. Like, I don't think, like, I mean, you don't want to ever rule out racism when it comes to a wrestler, but I was like, it must have been weed, right? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, they just were like, you're Kurt Hawkins. We don't have anything for you to do because you're Kurt Hawkins. Sorry. Like, yeah. so they let him go. But apparently, right before they let him go, Triple H, like, came up to him and his tag partner. And according to Kurt Hawkins, he said, you two remind me of a couple of dick dancers. That's what he said. <laughs> Dick dancers. <laughs> no. Triple H. <laughs> and <laughs> and lo- wrestlers aren't normal people. <laughs> I no, I love that like Triple H is like just like a really rich uh like man, but since he's like in the wrestling industry, like his personality is like I'm a trashy Long Island dad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like a gross carny. He so Triple H is from near where I grew up and oh, he's really? like uh yeah, in New Hampshire and he's just like total like French Canadian gym rat guy. Like they found mm-hmm. him at a Gold's gym in Nashua, New Hampshire. <laughs> and yeah. just yeah, like I grew up with people like that. He definitely says dick dancer. Like I have no question about it. <laughs> dick dance. And then dick they pretended dance. he was like a wasp and was like, You're not a wasp, you're a dude that says dick dancers. Yeah. But- <laughs> yeah. Very, it's like why uh it's like he thinks that his gear is really cool and like motorheady. And yeah. I'm like, no, dude, you're like, this is like independent skateboards uh, or like West Coast chop. It's not what you think it is. It always reminds like me of, so like I said, he grew up near me and there's a motorcycle weekend at Weir's Beach on Lake Winnipesaukee in New Hampshire. Yeah. And it's all like just fat old bikers. And I feel like Triple H is like dressed like them like yeah 100 percent. a fat not a cool biker like a fat old biker yeah but he thinks he looks like allison black 
Alistair Black. Alistair yes. Black. I call him Al. I'm sorry. Alison Black is really Alison Black. Alison Black. Alison Black. Alison I Black. immediately understood it. Yeah. So so Triple H apparently like brought this gimmick to Kurt Hawkins and his tag partner, and they were again like same thing. Like we've been spinning our wheels forever. Like nobody will give us anything. Yeah. Triple H is giving us a gimmick. We are go. We are doing it. Like we are. Yeah. We are gonna be the fucking dick dancers. Hell yeah. And so they did. Like they had like the hot cop thing they did one with like uh tear away like firefighter suits or whatever and they went to like dance classes to like learn how to like oh, twerk yeah. and oh, stuff kurt hawkins mm-hmm. yeah they gave them the magic mic gimmick they basically yeah they yeah. gave him yeah. the magic mic gimmick and then um i think his tag partner like quit or something like right before they were like they apparently did it at house shows and it got over really big and they were like we're gonna give you a push it's gonna be awesome and then his yeah. tag partner like quit and so they just Poor didn't do it. Kurt Hawkins. Damn. Yes. And according to Kurt Hawkins, like that gimmick that he was doing eventually became the Fandango gimmick. And oh my God. Yeah. And he was just like, I really like, I can't remember Fandango's real name, but he was like, yeah, he's a good friend of mine. Like I was really happy it worked out for him. But like, yeah, that was initially kind of what we were doing. And yeah. then they were like, oh, you can't really be strippers. We'll make it a ballroom dancer. Right. And, uh, and yeah, so that's. That's at least Kurt Hawkins' version of the origin of this weird-ass gimmick. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. It, it makes, makes sense total- that there's, like, a file somewhere of, like, gimmicks that they haven't yes. used that yeah. aren't quite fleshed out yeah. and yeah. are, like, insanely weird. <laughs> but, like, I don't yeah. know why they aren't using all of them all the time because it's always They're just, the like... the best ones. Guy who likes metal. Like, I okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Lumberjack. Cool. Like, yeah. I... Give me the weird sh- like I mean I, this is already a show and we've said this before this is a show that loves mid card goofs yeah oh, so that's course, our shit that's we all are I want evangelizing that <laughs> yeah yeah no and that's I, probably why you and I get along yeah <laughs> that's why the friendship is yeah yeah we we just started chit chatting on like Facebook Messenger after I did the nobodies yeah and you were like I really liked your perspective and we just kind of like kept kept chatting yeah. And I sent you, I think, an Oscar match link. I don't remember. Yeah, and yeah. we did. We uh, you sent me the butt match, and we actually did. Oh, the uh, Kenny Omega Oscar tag match with, yep. with his asses out. Yeah, and I then we that. had. Um, uh, I guess now dub- since he's been on both of my shows, double friend of the show, Effie. Oh yeah, um, was a guest on the Nobodies, and they watched like the ass. Oh, it's- that's lovely. That's great. I think it's. It's my favorite episode of the show we've ever done. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Because Effie just Effie it just goes off and like just doesn't he's like uh not protecting the business the whole time. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, they're just doing chain wrestling in the beginning. Everybody practices chain wrestling. And Eric is like, um, should you sh- I don't care. It's great. <laughs> it's like when a mom gets a little too drunk at Thanksgiving. It's great. I love it. It's from a box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just angrily. But, but uh, they like he his debut at WrestleMania is great. The yeah. dancing is great. It's it's just I so love it. crazy because like it is at its heart, like such a mid card goof gimmick. Like yeah. it is. And it's exactly what all of us love. Like we love that stuff. But it's like. WWE usually doesn't give a mid-card goof gimmick a debut at WrestleMania against Chris Jericho. And then beat him. And then beat him. Which, uh, Jericho is a fucking saint. Like, oh, we're gonna he's be like, best. Yeah, like, he, d- he doesn't give a shit who beats him. It's yeah. great. He's I like, love I love that in I, like a, in like a, if like, if you're a top guy and, and you just do not uh, 
are not mad or like about anybody beating you at all. I feel like it really speaks to um, when I hear that about people where they're just like, yeah, if it helps get somebody over, I'll, you know, they can beat me. Like, I feel like it really speaks to a level of confidence in your ability to perform where you're like, Fandango can beat me and I'm Chris Jericho, so it doesn't matter because I'm really good. Like, it's not going to make me look weak because I'm a good wrestler and I am like, the best performer in this company like that yeah. montage of him so like apparently the gimmick or the the feud apparently started because chris jericho kept fucking up fandango's name <laughs> and they just have this montage of yeah. chris jericho being like fanding dong <laughs> fandoodle like just i love that these. it's so funny it's so funny <laughs> i love i love I, I love jericho so much um I just all eras of him is are really funny. Um, he's we've, still hot in 2013. He's it's still weird. like we've explored him and his fake hair. One yeah. of his, we've explored like one of his eras, and like we're just basically gonna have to do like a Chris Jericho Midsummer. There's like yeah. so much. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. We did an episode on on him and uh, uh, Kevin Owens oh, and their yeah. their whole. Oh, run. I heard that one. I love that one. Oh, thank oh, you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, like, that was that was the first thing I saw of his. And then my friend sent me a video of him doing the original like list in the 90s. Yeah. Have you seen that? I have. I That's, have not. It's literally, he just like, uh, it's, it's, he's so young and just has so much fucking hair. And he comes <laughs> in and just like kicks this dude's ass in like four seconds and then um, calls out this guy whose like name is like, you call yourself like the man of a thousand holds? Well, I thought of a thousand and four. And this yeah, and he's undoes, a scroll. <laughs> like, that falls out of the ring, and he just starts reading them. He's like, number one, arm bar. <laughs> number two, like, arm hold. Yeah. And then they the, and then the commentator's like, oh, we got to cut to commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they perfect. come back, and he's still reading. It's, it's great. That's oh, really so great. Ideal. It's yeah. so funny. Oh. He rules. And I feel like that's like... It, it, this silly, silly, silly gimmick that yeah. Fandango's doing, like putting him with Chris Jericho, who's like also very funny. Who's and kind thing of in is, Maroon Five hair mode at this point? Yeah, mm-hmm. he has like yeah. the a blonde like Bob, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Like, <laughs> he, yeah, uh, it's. I think it might be like, uh, uh, just that he freshly has like plugs, so he's got like. I think so. Yeah, over the like the the little wounds. Ooh. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. Um, uh. But like this match is like, the, it's yeah. super funny, like all the stuff leading up to it. But then like the match itself is just like good wrestling. Like, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a solid 10 minute match. It ends with like, you know, it's Fandango wins, but it's like, oh no, Chris Jericho's knee. Like he can't get him in the walls of Jericho. And yeah. then he just rolls him up real quick and it's great. Yeah. And the match is great, but then something incredible happens the next day, mm-hmm. which is that it was the Raw after Mania. I assume yep. it was the Raw after Mania. Um, the entire audience, the whole show will not stop singing and dancing to Fandango's <laughs> yep. theme music. Yeah, they, they, um, it's kind of like what happened uh, a few weeks ago with uh, Eric Bugenhagen, who is now my <laughs> new favorite wrestler. Yeah. Uh, I love him. He's got a sh- he's he's exact he's just like another fan because he's got a shitty Megadeth tattoo. I'm like I fucking know you, dude. Uh, I feel one you. of my favorite uh, just immediate takeaways about him was uh, said by a performer who was like, "You just know that like he did something weird backstage once, and they mm-hmm. were like, that's it, that's your whole thing, that's what you do now.'" <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he fucking owns, I, I I he was so sold to me when he started playing air piano on the rope. <laughs> I was like, 
this you this is just real. This is from the fucking <laughs> your crazy crazy eighties VHS heart. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I just... No one aired pianos. Like, it's definitely something they did during character classes, and then they were like, you know what? We need our version of Joey Ryan. So yeah. So, do it. Do it. <laughs> yeah, like, that's, but, that's yeah. the thing about, like, the Fandango character, and especially the Tyler Breeze character, is, like, they when they're in developmental, like, when when these two guys were in FCW, but now in NXT, they have to go to promo class and they're just like, okay, think of 20 <laughs> gimmicks. Yeah. And then they just have to do it. And it's just like throwing shit at a wall to see what sticks. And it's just like, I guess this stuck. Fandango's theme is really catchy. People made up a dance for it. Like, the dance yeah. is really cute. They're interrupting <laughs> other matches, which I'm sure made the performers, the other performers furious. Yeah. It is like, I feel like the Fandango dance has kind of become like the CM Punk chant where it's like, people just start doing it when they're bored yeah. <laughs> at like shows. Dude. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> just like kind of rude, but it's also so funny to do. I just think it's really remarkable that they did this because it's, it's a really, it's a, it's an earworm, right? Yeah. But like, it's not as easy to sing as Nakamura's theme because no. it's like a lower toned midi so the fact that that still happened and it was so overpowering is like a mark of how much people loved it yeah for sure it and also was like number one on itunes <laughs> <laughs> like people bought it and this is like when people were maybe still buying things a little more too yeah <laughs> yeah there was like competition probably but yeah <laughs> Yeah, and he's just like, he's so committed to the bit. And then, so the other thing you had us watch pre them tag teaming together was uh, Tyler v Tyler Breeze versus Jushin Thunder Liger on an NXT TakeOver. The His only WWE match ever yeah. wrestling Tyler Breeze. Yeah. It's bizarre. As insane as a WrestleMania 29 debut, I feel like. To yeah. Be like, yeah, I wrestled Jushin Liger in WWE. Yeah. His only match, and they were like, who should we give them? Because they had, uh, like, on that show, they're, like, the other matches are like Kevin Owens and Finn Balor, yeah. and like, and then they were like, "Who should re wrestle Jushin Thunder Liger?" Like, uh, Tyler Breeze, the <laughs> the fucking selfie stick. Was this before Finn was in WWE? Yeah. Oh, so he he's the NXT champ at this time. Yeah. Right. Oh, I have no. I'm, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because they talk about him on commentary. So yeah, F Finn Balor is in NXT. He's okay. not on the main roster NXT. yet. Yeah. yeah. No, that's what, I no. I meant was he, was he yeah. still in like New Japan? No, yeah, okay, he was, yeah. I'm I'm reasonably sure he was NXT champ at the time. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think uh uh yeah, I I know he's on the show and in like the last match, I think. This also might be the Sasha and Bailey match too. I think it might yeah, it's cuz it's take over like a lot of stuff happened at it and yeah. also Jushin Thunder Liger versus Tyler Breeze. Yeah, yeah this because this was in New York City as well, which I immediately was like, oh, okay, I've probably watched something from this. It's this it's like one of the early ones too. It's yeah. one of the like the first takeovers, I think. But uh it's yeah, like, it's it's really crazy <laughs> that this happened. It's super nuts. I think it's 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 also another showing of like the, uh, that Tyler Breeze is a really good wrestler. Yeah. He's also doing he's working with the crowd so well. Like the audience is uh into his gimmick in one way or the other. Like there you can hear people uh like chanting Tyler's gorgeous or um like you're not gorgeous. It's just, you know, a yeah, bunch of He's getting stuff. engagement, which is what's important. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I do want to say just because I know there are some people that uh only listen to our WWE episodes. Jushin Thunder Liger, if you don't know, is uh a like 
super important like innovator of high flying wrestling and he's like a very decorated uh japanese wrestler who has like never wrestled this like he's like as he's done they say it on commentary he's kind of done everything you can do outside of WWE, and he also has a crazy fucking mask yeah his his gear is awesome yeah it's fucking awesome (laughs) i love my one of my i think my favorite moment of the entire match is when he picks up tyler's selfie stick yes he fixes the hair on the mat <laughs> that's he yes commitment to the bit yeah yeah he's great yeah he does the like he so yeah tyler breeze he comes out he has this like fashion runway entrance yeah. and yeah he has a selfie stick and and like during the match he he takes selfies with a selfie stick and he also like lounges on the turnbuckle and then like right after jushin thunder liger does it and everyone oh, goes God, insane so great. it's yeah wonderful it's kind of um it's it reminded me a little bit of orange cassidy of just kind of like the lounging like right just luxuriating little asshole yeah i can see that like with orange cassidy it's like i have interests other than wrestling which is laying around and with tyler breeze (laughs) it's like i have interests other than wrestling which is looking pretty yeah yeah so yeah it's comedy for the same reason yeah one note uh that was really funny is um is that uh uh, DJ Accident Report for the longest time thought that Tyler Breeze's gimmick was I'm it was that he said he was gorgeous, but that the whole thing is that he wasn't actually. That's very all. rude. He is mean. very it's so rude. Isn't that mean? mean? It's so mean. He did it. He was like, it's a joke. Wait, right? so people think he's handsome, and we were like, yeah, that's the whole thing, and he was like. Oh no! <laughs> That's so rude. It was super rude, but yeah, also but the, extremely oh no. funny. Oh no! Really funny. No, that rules. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, he's honey. very pretty. He's yes. very. He's a handsome little boy. He's blonde. Well, that's yeah. what's like. He's got great. That he's got just really good dolls. He's got full lips. Great head of hair. Yeah. yeah. It's it's so funny too because like he looks like that and it makes sense that. You know, even if you don't find him attractive, I feel like it makes sense that that guy would have an airhead m- male model mm-hmm. like Zoolander gimmick. Yeah. Um, but like, y- Jordan, you we were talking off air a little bit about how like this gimmick kind of came to be in like a weird way. Yeah. Where like what I heard was that um, he basically, again, languishing in developmental, saw all of these guys come in who were just like honks who couldn't wrestle yeah. and who were just like, well, you know, I'm like trying to act or whatever. And like they thought I'd be good and and like, you know, I have the look or whatever. He saw all those guys come into developmental and he was so annoyed by it that he thought up this character to like make fun of them. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. like he actually, you know, like we said, he's a really good wrestler. No, he has a great yeah. match. Again, uh, yeah. but also you said that like Xavier Woods helped him come up with it. Yeah, what I heard is because they're really good uh, friends, uh, and, and like uh, Xavier, uh, Xavier was like worried about him getting like kicked out of NXT. So right. They were, he was like, "All right, we're Buddy, just gonna go through down. a list and just gonna... make a bunch of gimmicks and film some promos." Yeah, so yeah. They we're just gonna went save through. your goddamn job. Yeah. And this was one that you like. That's a good friend. Yeah. He's a really good friend. Seems like a really great guy. Shocker. Uh, one of the sweet little New Day boys. Good friend. Nice yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So they, they like filmed it as like a joke that they were like, oh, this isn't, they're not going to want this. Right. Thing. Right. There's no way, but we should do it because we funny. should warm up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and they loved it. They so were, it's the same as Kesha. Yeah. 
You know this story, right? No, what's the Kesha when story? When Kesha was first on, like sending out tapes to record labels, she did five like regular songs of her actually singing. And now the general public knows that she can actually She's, sing. Yeah, she yep. And then pipes. the sixth track was her dicking around with auto-tune. Yeah, and doing that, like a TikTok-esque yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, So that was what got her signed. So it's a very Kesha yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very Eric Bugenhagen of like, oh, that thing you did once, it's your thing now. Go. Yeah. Oh, so are we saying Kesha's a wrestler? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Kesha is wrestling. Um, yeah. Kesha's story, yeah, is definitely yeah. wrestling because it's like... Yeah, yeah it's dark. The, mm. I, I got famous because of this thing I did as a goof and then uh, people trapped. took advantage of me <laughs> and I'm trapped. <laughs> Sounds very wrestling to uh, me. Yeah. We love Kesha. <laughs> Shout out to Kesha. Yeah, for... I mean, well, her her little comeback, she has, has a nice ending to it at least because yeah, the Rainbow album whips ass. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, She's I just want to see more of it. Yep. yep. She I rules. But uh, yeah, like I feel like both of these guys, like there's they're saddled with these gimmicks that like we think are great. Yeah, they but like in the world of WWE, you kind of have to know, like if those are the gimmicks you're getting, you're probably not going to be like the, the universal champion. Like, you're, you're not Cena. Yeah, you're yeah, like you're not male model is not going to like beat Brock Lesnar. Like, you right. know, you're a comedy character. And in WWE, comedy characters are really not very often given the chance to like be I think, uh, taken seriously as competitors. I think is, the best a comedy character has done that in like, in what I'm familiar with, and this is very off the top of my head. So I'm going to think of something later and be like, Oh, I'm totally wrong off the top of my head. Carmela. Yeah. Carmela yeah, yeah. has done very, very well for herself with like what gimmick she has and yeah. what talents she is continuing to improve. <laughs> well, I, what, it, it, like the his in the history of like the business, uh, as far as I know, like all of their best people start as as comedy characters as and they grow out. Yeah, of it. yeah. Like The Rock was a goofball. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I don't actually know a lot of other. I've but I, I've seen old promos and he's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. he's a ridiculous human being, <laughs> and then he became that. And like John Cena was, was a white like, rapper. Was a white rapper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, you can versatility. They got it, that's the thing is if you know that somebody can. It should be like sort of their their view that if somebody can make one of these weird gimmicks work, because they can probably grow out of it. Too, yeah, and right. Be something different because you do have a little bit of an uphill battle, especially now. But like the thing that's so great is like they have these gimmicks where it is like you are sort of fighting against like you know it's a lot different than having like the Seth Rollins gimmick or something or like yeah. like it's you're in a little bit of a different class just even before you even get into the ring, but they are both like so down to do it, which yeah. is like so great. Again, a dude with Deftones tattoos, like <laughs> a dude who made this character to make fun of people like this, yeah. but they're both so committed to it of like, no, but we're great performers and we're really funny and these characters can be good and people can get behind them because of how good we are. And they're just like right from the beginning, just like so committed to it. And that yeah. is incredibly important and impressive to me. I love yeah. Tyler's gear. Yeah. The, the, yeah. He has like the wash. Young Bucks pants. Kind yeah, of. yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then they uh, are paired together as a tag team. Yeah. And then just kind of get stuck again. Yeah. They, 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 they get shoved together. They get matching gear. Um, and then they just kind of don't do anything. I think also Fandango, uh, is like injured in in this time period, and mm -hmm. then uh, okay. because they can't really do anything, they start. Uh, uh, Tyler is just kind of frustrated and wants to like 
tried a couple of things, just try to get noticed, even though they can't wrestle. So they start doing a lot of uh, just weird sketches. On YouTube, on my, right? On, yeah, just on YouTube and stuff. WWE.com, all those like weird, like where the camera just doesn't stop rolling and it's clearly like in point, out point, And they're like, all right, this is going on our website now. Some weirdo can find <laughs> yep. it. Yep. Like they do a lot of that stuff. There's like, I, I, you, you watch it. Like they do the, like, they're just getting weird because they're just these weird vapid airheads. So they can just do weird Pokemon go jokes and stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> I loved that. That was yeah. so funny. That My favorite part of that. So yeah, we watched like a couple of their highlights from this. And one of them is, uh, Tyler's distracted because he's playing Pokemon Go and Fandango doesn't know what it is. And there's yeah. Fandango's like little walk off at the end because like he's so he's playing it like he's insecure that he doesn't know what Pokemon Go is. So he just pulls out his phone and goes and he's talking to fuck. What's that guy's name? The he's calling him Timothy or something. Yeah, Tim. Yeah. It's Tim. And he's calling him Timothy. And he pulls out his phone and he just goes, guess what, Timothy? I'm the gym leader now. And he just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, he does this little like turn like he's yeah. like. I'm the gym leader now. It's so, and it's like perfect. It's so funny. It's so funny, and it's like such good character work, and it's just like yeah. delightful. I'm just always on board with anybody who is as like they're already like very talented, but who like doesn't take themselves seriously enough that they can just be. The whole joke is that they're idiots. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, it's my favorite. Himbos, total the, himbos. Himbos for sure, and they just. <laughs> Dumbasses, and like you can tell that like he really loves Zoolander. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not now, but like you can tell that part of the reason it happened is that they were like Zoolander, like really Zoolander like, rules is really funny. <laughs> also, it's a good movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> they were. Uh, yeah, it is still. I still love that movie, but they were probably just like, do you do you remember? We should just do like Zoolander. You know what <laughs> I mean? You know what I mean? Mugatu, yeah. Mugatu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like as uh, someone who like does comedy myself, like. I have such admiration for people who are um, like good enough performers and comfortable with themselves enough to look stupid. Cause like yeah. that has always been something I've really struggled with as a performer is yeah. like, I, I don't like looking dumb and like, I had like a kind of a really, I had a really good epiphany, like pretty early into comedy where somebody was like, you're supposed to be showing people that you're funny, not that you're sh smart. Like, that's not the goal of this. Right. Like, you are smart, and so people will understand that you're smart, but that's not what you should be trying to do. And, like, I don't think I really have that problem now, but it is something I'm always, like, kind of battling against. It's like, I don't like looking silly, even though I'm a comedian, which is, like, you have to... That's, like, so much comedy comes from being yeah. an idiot. And, like, I just really respect people, especially in a business that is, like... It's changing, but, like, it's so macho. It's so... Mm -hmm. There's so much, like, male ego that they're just these kind of, like, vain, effeminate, like, weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> I really think that's awesome and admirable. Yeah, and I think they flirt with the line of, like, sort of making fun of, like, the the inherent sort of, like, home, like homoeroticism of wrestling totally. without it being homophobic, which I think yeah. is... Yeah. And like you, I don't need to write a think piece about it. I just like I think the fact that they are will like able to continually remain on that line is just a testament of like that they're good at this. Yeah, yeah. It like it's, I don't think they like got online and were like, okay, no, so how no, do we no, not no. Be offensive. They just like inherently know like here's yeah. where the line is and here's where where we can hang out. Yeah, that's for cool. Sure. Yeah, I like it's really interesting to me. I feel like in service of this, I find it really interesting that in a lot of these. We watched a lot of the um, 
TV show parodies that they end up doing once they finally do get on TV. And <laughs> yeah. in almost all of them, Tyler is playing a f- the female character in yeah, whatever. He's in drag in every In episode. every single one. And it's funny because he's funny, but it's not like it's funny because you're dressed like a girl. Exactly. The joke is not man wearing dress. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's just because the team on the show are a man and a woman. Right. And he just... And it's just it's like just because has a head for wigs. Yeah, he has a head for wigs. I and think he's the shorter one. Like when they do the X Files one, I was like, and he's a he's, pretty woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, I genuinely, when I watched the X Files one for the first time, my first thought was, oh, he's playing the woman because he looks better in a wig. I was just like, no, he just likes Gillian Anderson a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. He's just a fan. That's my favorite character. Him in the Diane wig made me cry laugh. It was right? so it's good. so fucking funny. That that is like exactly the vibe though. It's just like I want to be Gillian Anderson because I like Gillian Anderson. It's not like <laughs> yeah. it's not like I want to be. Jillian Anderson because it'll be funny because I'm a man in a dress yeah. like it's it's yeah I, I again with walking that line of like you know it is like cute when he's dressed as 11 and like it is funny but it's yeah. not it doesn't seem disrespectful and it doesn't seem like demeaning at all you know? the 11 not. one is does kind of lean more on the comedy of like adult man looking like little girl but, right. <laughs> but what that, are you gonna do there's nothing <laughs> as like inherently phobic about that no. as there could be about other things I but, also I just want to yeah. say there's a line in the um, beginning of the X-Files one where Fandango says don't sully my search for Tully Agent Scully. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, it's like unbelievable. The so Fandango good. The <laughs> voice is, I feel like it would be really hard to maintain. Right? Yeah. It's so really, he just has to talk like that all the time. I what would, are you talking about? I would, <laughs> I would die. Like when he, when they're doing the end, when he's just like, so little green man, do you breathe air? I was, <laughs> I would, I would not be able to keep it together if he asked me if I breathe air in that voice and stared at me. And like, I was watching SmackDown when these were on and they were consistently the best part of the show. Oh yeah. Like hands down a highlight every I week. I did not watch SmackDown and then these happened and then I was, I, I would try to watch it on Hulu the next day. It's yeah. because I wanted that SmackDown to- is the better one. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it's really weird. What is yeah. It's fuck? supposed to be the B show, and it's like kind of consistently been better for a while. Yeah, for a long time. Well, that's, I mean, everyone kind of points that towards Becky, right? She's part of it. Yeah. I also think, I mean, I also think there's just like structural reasons, like it's yeah. a shorter show. Yeah. Like yeah. Raw is three hours and SmackDown is two, and yeah. r- nothing should be three hours. That's part well, of why the happen- reason we liked Russian Doll is that it's only eight episodes. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> well, you brought up... Uh, like um like not wanting to like being a comedian and uh this is jumping way back no, yeah, and not right. wanting to uh, and like being afraid to uh appear dumb mm. when you're performing or whatever i have like the opposite fear as a comedic performer where i don't know i i think i stopped doing stand up because i was like i don't know how to appear to be cool. I can't do that part. It's, I think that there's two, in my experience of talking to people who do comedy, there are two sides to it. And there's, and it tends to be people who gravitate more toward characters and people who gravitate more towards like stand up or storytelling Mm -hmm. and people who gravitate more toward characters are like the idea of trying to be myself on stage seems awful. Like I don't want to like, I don't want to like get quote unquote real in that way. But like I will do a character that is like, that that is how I express myself is by doing a, a character and like right. if that character is dumb then that character is dumb but like it's it's all 
like a performance of this other thing and that's how I get to like the root of what I'm trying to say or what I'm trying to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah. kind of And I'm the opposite. I'm like I I when I try to do a character, I feel silly. I feel like I'm I like I feel like people are laughing at me. Like I'm not I get too hung up on it and I don't feel like Yeah. I feel like it's more vulnerable for me to be doing a character than it is for me to be like talking about like real shit. Which That's is super the inverse fair. of like how I talked about it when I was like starting like my the one full year of college that I did where I was like, I want to act because I don't want to be me. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like a sad little 17 year old. Yeah. Uh, well, that, like- I think that's like a very <laughs> common thing in yeah. performers yeah. and in, in performers who do specifically like more character stuff. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, it's uh, I, I mean, when I'm playing Guarsenio and doing two minutes, uh, like I I still have to interview people and talk to them. And like I only have like bullet points of that are mostly just jokes but eventually it's just me and this other person talking yeah and the only difference is that i'm wearing like face paint but that kind of goes away after a while (laughs) but still i feel more comfortable talking to the person and like actually getting something out of them just knowing that i because i am this character and that if something goes wrong like it's still the stage still feels like I could get a pie in the face. Right, exactly. It's yeah. like, well, I'm still wearing face paint, so it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. I'm safe. I look like pigeon shit. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do also, um, on Fashion Files, want to shout out, I, I think the first time I saw these, my dream job was like, I want to be the person who does set decoration for this. Yes. The people the, who do the background shit. The Twin Peaks one is so lovingly done. Yeah. It's just Becky Lynch and it just says, Lynch? Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's so funny. It's so funny that they, how much like wrestling people love uh, Twin Peaks and also Like I think that really feels magical because also drag queens fucking love Twin Peaks. It's all the same. I think like an early tweet on our account was that kayfabe and Twin Peaks are the same universe. Like that's like, (laughs) yeah, it's all on the same plane of existence. And I feel like drag you could definitely put in there too. It's like drag characters live in the same world where kayfabe is real and everything David Lynch has made happened. Like, oh, yeah. It's all the same. Uh, him as Dougie Jones is just, like, so delightful. Yeah. Fandango's Dougie is Fandango very good. Dougie Jones. <laughs> I only wish that they had specifically put him in one of John Cena's giant suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, one of, like, the horrific ones. And I wish there was, like, a notably horrific one, because they're all not great. But, yeah. like... <laughs> You know what I mean. Maybe the big purple one he's wearing in uh, Total Bella's episode or something like oh that. Oh my god, yeah, he's <laughs> a the, nightmare. Here's the thing: the uh, we also I uh, the the promo, their first like in ring promo that they oh ever get to do with with John Cena. Uh, the second they were in the ring, I was like, "This is all I've ever wanted to see." They're going to, they're, I, I before they did it, I was like, "Oh my god, they're gonna come for his big shorts." <laughs> And Finally. this is all I've ever wanted to see in my entire life is, is like a really popular rest wrestler just get arrested for his outfit. It really is brilliant. Like it, yeah. it does feel like finally 
people who watch wrestling for the reasons we watch wrestling have a voice on this program. I know. <laughs> oh my God. It also is nice that and it ties into either an about to be released or recently released bonus episode that Nate and I did about John Cena and Nikki Bailey that other people are like, you are a nightmare of a boyfriend. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> and they like Being make sure to do that. Boyfriend. It's great. <laughs> right. And again, uh, uh, Tyler Breeze is in drag. Again, yeah. he's dressed as he Breezy a Bella. Beautiful Bella. He's a very beautiful Bella. He's yeah. really great with dark hair. Yeah. 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 He's a he's an attractive man. They are yeah. both big time hunks, by the way. Fandango is one of my top hunks for yeah. sure. Kath has said that she would yeah. kill everyone on the show to do Stephen King <laughs> bullshit with him. Yeah, because he lives in Maine. <laughs> so he's from Maine, and like, yeah. if I could like live on like a cabin and in a cabin on the beach with fandango i would like murder all of you with a smile i'm sorry with his <laughs> tiny dog with, with his tiny dog he has a tiny dog yeah. i'm just like god damn yeah babe total babe yeah but yeah I, him- I don't know this about him but he's definitely a person who just uh has video games but they're all about snowboarding <laughs> i can totally see that <laughs> he like you, yeah you can look at him and just know in your soul that he snowboards like it's yeah. just true yeah, yeah absolutely yeah oh he would just like to he either does snowboard or wishes he does and has games plays video games yeah. regardless of whether he does or not absolutely has video games about yeah it. multiple yeah for sure god you get our show <laughs> There's yeah, so there's he, they give John Cena a ticket for his jorts, which oh is like my God. so cathartic. You and know? then it has intergender wrestling, which we love. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yep. Uh, and then I also really like the one you sent us. I actually have sent this to multiple people. Uh, the one of the, them arresting Drew Gulak. That is one of the funniest things <laughs> in the whole world because both of their gimmicks make so much sense together they're, I think because they're opposite he's but they so work. good at playing the straight man it's yeah. incredible yeah. unbelievable they, it's again like they exist in the same universe like these yeah. gimmicks are like they're different gimmicks but they are definitely of a piece like these t- these people can interact in a way that I find believable in the universe of wrestling yes can I give a weird shout out to uh, a specific moment of the Drew Gulak Absolutely. PowerPoint presentation the like no flashy gear and it's just king Okada? from tech yeah it's king from tekken but with okada's gear <laughs> it's, it's very good so many references at once and i love it nerd it's just like nerd it's just yeah. you already know that he's a nerd but you're like oh man yeah dork <laughs> he had one of my favorite tweets uh the other day where he just was like i have an idea for a show it's pimp my ride but we just like clean your car and fix your alignment <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. I used to join the New Orleans break clinic that DSA does. Yes. <laughs> that would kick ass. I tweeted him. I was like, I would watch a network show that's just Drew Gulak being helpful. I would totally yeah, watch that show. Drew Gulak condoing other wrestlers' lives. Yes. yes. That's a, an original. Oh, my God. Yes. Just him helping people get their lives together because they're all, you know, they're all fucking mess. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's just like <laughs> calming down and like cleaning up their Florida apartments. <laughs> so good him buying all of them like skincare and stuff yeah great <laughs> this is keels <laughs> you can get it at nordstrom God. i think they get a discount on keels too yeah they got yeah. it yeah. please please steal this idea wwe yeah. i need this in my no, life don't steal it 
pay us for Hire it. Hire us. Yeah. We will we'll make this show. We will sell it for you for very little. I will, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll be, I, I, I would love to do, just be, I would love to be just the person who does like the stupid backstage skits with everybody. That is like my dream job. Yeah. I like, when I saw the Edge and Christian show, I was like, why am I not working on this? This is like. I haven't seen that. What is that? <gasps> it is Tim and Eric made by Gen X people. <laughs> it's. Edge and Christian were a tag team. No. (laughs) Edge and Christian were honestly kind of the fashion police of their day in terms of their gimmicks because they were really they were just like like really dumb and vain. Like that was kind of their kind of their thing. I've heard of like Edge, but I don't know about I don't know who Christian is. They're so when they were introduced. And again, the silliest gimmick. So when they were introduced, they were part of the Brood, which was a vampire-themed faction. I love wrestling. And Christian was introduced as Edge's brother, but they're not actually brothers. They're they're not related at all. And so then they I just, love fake goth brothers. Fake love, goth brothers. Wrestling loves fake goth brothers more than anything. <laughs> Family so love many. Michael. Yeah. Wrestling love goth. <laughs> so many fake goth brothers. Yeah. But yeah so that, that it kind of started that way, and then it just became like they became these like kind of fame obsessed, I guess, like idiots and yeah. uh idiots and they're really Great funny gimmick perfect it's yeah. the best <laughs> and yeah and now they have a show on the wwe network that's like kind of like zero budget weird sketch comedy by like dads and it's great canadian dads it is tim and eric for gen x oh boy it's is so it, good is is it actually watchable or is it like this is gonna hurt but it, 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 it's is like, it like John Dacre? Like it's hit and miss, but it actually does have some genuinely very funny stuff on it. Okay. Yeah, but that's it's kind not of like, like so bad. It's good. It's like actually right. funny when it's yeah, funny. It, right. that's, that's why I say Tim and Eric because Tim and Eric has some hits and some misses, and right. it's largely hits. But like there are a couple like hmm? yeah, what's, what's going on here? Their wig budget is very low. Great, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love like, a shake and go. It's it's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I I think if you like uh if you like the backstage fashion police stuff, you will probably like it. Yeah, but yeah, that's my dream job is like working on all of this dumb bullshit. <laughs> like, I remember not the wrestling, just the other yeah. stuff. Like I remember there was a backstage segment. I think I just remember where uh there w- I think it was like a Braun Strowman like tearing shit up at a pay per view, and there was just a guy there's this small person just holding a giant cake and sure Braun Strowman just kept like reaching his hands into the cake I remember that one cake and the kid is just standing there staring straight forward yeah trying not to laugh it's just like mushing cake (laughs) and it's so weird and I love it some true weirdos working there and not just Vince yeah no yeah true weirdos Bless the fucking weirdos. It, yeah. I, that's I literally so the last thing we watched for the show was um the their only pay-per-view match yeah, ever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the one time so because of all the like TV show parodies, they actually got like weirdly over yeah. and people really liked them. And so they got this little push where they got to challenge for the tag team titles at this at Backlash. At Backlash. Yeah. And they're against the Usos. And on commentary in their pay-per-view match, one of the commentators says the words, these guys are just two weirdos. And I was like, yes, that's exactly it. That's why they're wonderful. The lead into uh, the the Usos thing where he says, day one is H. What does that mean? What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know if anyone does. It's the best. (laughs) 
there. And then the Usos are just kind of like, can you guys fucking wrestle? Please? Yeah. Why are you? Ty- Tyler Breeze is dressed like a janitor. He's and then he- mopping the ring. <laughs> the mopping of the ring is hysterical. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. He mops the whole way. Yeah, down um, the entrance ramp yeah. with Fandango, Fandangoing around him. Because they set it up, they set the whole thing up in in, in like that like the backstage promo, package, promo yeah. yeah that happens before the match, uh, where uh, he like forgets he's like getting he's like in too deep with his undercover for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, right? Um, Why are undercover you? for nothing is such good nihilism. Yeah, oh my God. he's a master of disguise. No one really understands why. I know. But. I love. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so it, it's so clear that they came up with that part because, like, the announcers are like ribbing it, but also like they're playing along with it. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, I like, like, where's Tyler Breeze?" And then he's like, uh, later in the match, someone goes, "There's the first time Tyler Breeze has been in this match." And the yeah. person is like, "Come on, yeah. <laughs> come on, you dick." <laughs> yeah, and he dresses up as an old woman. I love mm-hmm. that. I love when he has to hike up his dress to do kicks. Yeah, yeah, and he just has his regular he... ass pants underneath. Yeah. I love that he flashes an Uso, and the Uso falls down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that like again, like yeah. it's like with the Drew Gulak thing too. These it, it you having like a good straight man who's willing to be like. Yeah, of course. Like, I will buy into this logic for this, like, stupid comedy match where I charge at Tyler Breeze and he moves out of the way and then I back up and I trip over his mop. Like, sure. (laughs) I also really like the phrase from commentary of fully loaded mop. Yes. Fully loaded mop. (laughs) Also, people are chanting for the mop. It's the best. Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, The mop choreography, like... That little bit where he trips over the mop, I was like, that was done. really good. It was well really done. impressive. Yeah, I was like, that's that's very and this smart. Yeah. Was good again mop, mopography. A thing <laughs> that again reminded me of Orange when he's rolling in the middle of the yeah. ring. Oh my god! To get Slow away. rolls. That was more Orange Cassidy than anything. For sure, else, than yeah. Anything else I've seen in WWE, and I think that's probably <laughs> I why I liked it so much, is because it's the closest thing to like goofiest shit indie wrestling. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting you say it's like the most like goofy indie wrestling you've seen. Yeah. Well, it's not the closest to it in WWE, I would right. say. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. At, at least in like, I don't know. I feel like, like I said, there are comedic characters in WWE, but I feel like it's rare for them to do a match that's like a full comedy match. The, yeah. I think it's come close with like, there was uh, Braun fighting Elias with a, like a like instruments last year. Yeah, oh, they I do love that. The <laughs> Symphony of Destruction or whatever. Or it's the fucking best. Yeah. I, they do a lot yeah. of those, but not... They do them on Raw and SmackDown sometimes. Yeah. But like doing a, a comedy match on a pay-per-view, I feel like they don't do that much. Yeah. Yeah, I was hoping that this was going to be like sort of a like thing to come. I'm like, oh my God, they're going to do... Because like the fashion police are really popular, it seems, in this... In this match, they're gonna do more stuff like this, right? And like, I was I was so excited. I mean, one of my favorite things in this match is such a simple, stupid thing. Uh, when uh, one of the Usos like sunset flips Fandango, <laughs> and he just is doing. He's like he's doing the whoa. Wind, he's doing a whoa. It's so good. But he's doing it for so long, and the crowd is reacting to it like it's when Cesaro does the swing. Yeah. <laughs> Like how long can insane. he go? And then he t- turns it, in, which did become a thing. I've seen Fandango do that at like a lot of other spots, and it did become a thing where it's like, how long can I 
do the like <laughs> stupid arm spin. It's I really appreciated funny. that. I wrote that down too as something I really liked just because I've always thought that that sunset, sunset flip like move was really stupid where like someone's like, oh no, it's like, you're not, you don't get, if you don't get them down with the momentum of doing the flip, you're not going to get them down by like pressing on their calves a little bit. Like, yeah. And like, they're always... also going to fall like a toddler. They're not going to fall neat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's, it's a super simple, like it's in tons and tons of wrestling matches and it's fine. Like I don't care if a move is stupid, but I've always been like, that move is like really dumb. And so yeah. watching somebody really lean into how dumb it is. And then he finishes up the like, Whoa, with doing the Fandango, like yeah. Yeah. Out of face. The it's great. It's, it's great. It's delightful. <laughs> yeah. It's a joy. Yeah. Loved it. I do say like, I, I'm sad they don't do more comedy matches because like, I do think they have a lot of really funny people on their roster. Totally. But I also, I remember when we first started t- doing, um, talking about Japan on the show and new Japan. Um, one of the things I said about it was that like, I really like the way that they incorporate comedy into more serious matches yes. where like you mm. can have a comedic spot in a serious match and like wrestlers aren't so defined by like, Oh, you're a comedy wrestler. or oh, you're not. Right. And like, I think that kind of works better. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like WWE, the way that they handle comedy bums me out it leaves a lot to be desired and not even just with it leaves a lot to be desired in the sense that like if i were running this company like fashion police would be on tv every week (laughs) like there's that it's just that they don't use people but also just the way that they think about comedy in wrestling i think is like does kind of a disservice to it and that kind of bums me out like as a viewer you're like they're gonna win they're gonna absolutely win this match yeah because they're weird and crazy. There, like, this there's is so insane. many shenanigans. How could they not win? How could they not win? Or how could they not like do this again and then like totally. have a rematch and come up with more weird more antics? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they didn't nothing do happens. That. Yeah. These guys. It. That's the shame of it is that after this, like they just kind of do more promos and then like are just not on TV. I think they got like moved to Raw and now. I think there is a Fashion Files show on the network. Yes. I'm not going to watch it. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'll watch it and tell you if it's good. Okay. Well, this is what I've moved on to now is like watching originals. Like I've watched almost (laughs) all of Swerved at this point. Yeah, we did a bonus episode on Swerved recently, which is pretty good. It's the prank show. Oh, no. It's like wrestling punked. Yeah, yeah, it's like wrestling punk, and it's no. produced by the guy who made Jackass. I don't know. I am very opposed to fantasy booking, but if I were like running a wrestling promotion, like I would, like I would make Fandango the champion. Like I would just, yeah, I would He's... make Fandango fight Dickinson. There you go. Which would make him angry. Yeah, <laughs> that would be good. He'd get really mad at all the all the fandangoing and yeah. like be like he would definitely play the usos role in this match very well yeah, yeah. But like the usos, cut the bullshit wrestle me the usos <laughs> play the role very very well but totally. like we like i love that dynamic in a match of like i know you can wrestle yeah yeah, yeah like why i like this is disrespectful to you and to me because i know you know how to do this yeah. yeah so why are you dressed like a goddamn grandma tyler breeze <laughs> That's great. It's perfect. It's perfect because he sneaks in little drop kicks, and with, but but he, then he like picks up the cane again, <laughs> and then like, um, and then you see like, uh, Fandango, uh, just do nuts stuff. Like in the the first four seconds of the match, he does like a crazy head scissor. Yeah, and then he does like uh like uh, like a flip tope thing at the end, and the 
crowd is like, oh, what the fuck? These guys can really go. Like, yeah. They're yeah. so shocked because of how insane, like, their comedy choreography is and how insane the wrestling is. Like, yeah. everything. It's, that's, this is 100% one of my favorite matches ever. Yeah. It's oh. nuts. I love it so much. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, uh, it's really a tragedy that they're not, like, on TV more because they're wonderful. Give them a push. I think Please. they should. Well, because what uh, I didn't watch, but I found the revival of the champions now. Yeah. That's the perfect. Bring these go, guys back yeah. from back from the shadow the ether, realm. The yeah. shadow, shadow realm, <laughs> the as we call it. Realm. That's what we call WWE main event. Get the them out realm. from under the ring and have <laughs> yeah. them. Where they live. Where they live. <laughs> With Hornswoggle. Yeah. We deci- uh, in the Nobodies, we decided that that's just where the Black Lodge is. Like, it's under the hey! ring. Perfect. Very yeah. smart. Hornswoggle just speaks backwards and dances, and it's great. Um, I'm shocked they didn't bring him in for that stuff. Right? Yeah. For the fashion peaks. Yeah. They, yeah. That may have Waste. been when they actually kind of like let him go to be Shame. like, you need to go to AA or whatever Shame. it was. Don't deny Hornswoggle a paycheck. That I is know. against my ethos that's yeah. against the show's policies yeah. at this point yeah get hornswoggle get get that get money. His money uh <laughs> yeah no he needs it but then we they would be the uh just a perfect uh because they don't have any more tag team they're out of tag there's no one that I, I i they haven't picked where heavy machinery is gonna go mm. who i also love yeah they're, they're great j- uh, just uh uh, Total dude, goofs again. Yeah, just garage type Pokemon. <laughs> I love. Oh, by the them. way, I saw a lot of the Ascension in watching this episode. Don't know anything about them other than gluten free. That's yeah. it. I, <laughs> as a metal person, I don't really understand what so, the thing is. Scottish. I'm like, um, is this? Is it black metal? Is it new metal? Is it? Are you Mushroom Head or Slipknot? What's going on? I don't. You- I don't know about the gimmick, but I do know that they were like a huge thing in NXT. They were like the really? champs, and like everyone was so excited for them to get called up, and then they got called up to like be in Fashion Files <laughs> videos, <laughs> and like I, I feel like that totally works with their sort of vibe in the videos where it's like they're just like really lonely and want friends and yeah. they just really yeah, want they try to make them to be their friend yeah. Yeah. like they're just like hanging out backstage and no one's talking to them like that's the vibe I get is they're just like ignored by everyone and so Aww. they're like please fashion files be our friends I want yeah I remember when the episode started to go towards that I'm like oh motherfucker be their friends yeah. this is my arc now too yeah. I want you I want this friendship what are friends <laughs> we, that's my Fandango impression yeah. we are going to do is this can we announce the Shadow Realm yes, series now yeah because this is starting to get into that territory so we're going to be doing a series of bonus episodes on all of these like weirdo jobbers like the Stuck ascension the shadow realm kurt hawkins oh. no way jose like all these people oh that are in the shadow God. realm and if That's you want great. us to do uh if you want to send us a su- suggestion please do yeah we are open to them but uh so hopefully we'll get into that uh on future episodes but uh thank you so much for coming on the thank show you, Light. oh yeah i had a great time awesome i'm so yeah. glad uh, where can people follow you? They can follow me at Mr. Jordan Olds. Also follow the Nobodies at the Nobodies NYC on Instagram. Uh, I donate to Nobody's Patreon uh, to Miss Late Night Patreon. You can find it. You can Google it. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we have a Patreon as well with where all of those Shadow Realm bonus episodes are going to be. Um, 
And that is patreon.com slash WrestleSplania. We are WrestleSplania on Twitter, WrestleSplania at gmail.com. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Give us five stars. That is very helpful to us. Um, I have two other podcasts, Lie, Cheat, and Steal, and uh, What a Time to Be Alive. So check those out. Um, we are doing a live show, WrestleMania weekend at Queens Brewery, uh, April 6th, April 7th, whatever the Sunday is. I can never, I'm real bad at looking at a calendar these days. It's, it's one co- of the two. It's a wrestling live commentary party coincidentally at the same time as WrestleMania, but who can say what we'll be watching? We yeah, don't know. We don't know. But, uh, come hang out then. Come hang out with us. If you're a Patreon subscriber, you can get, a discount code for tickets um and if you are interested in learning about pennsylvania voting rights my dad and i made a documentary about that subject called line in the street which you can uh get more info on at lineinthestreet.com is that it we do it it. i think we're good uh i also have to plug the nobody's wrestlemania viewing but we're probably watching wrestlemania at our wicked lady on the same day. It's at the same time. We planned our birthdays listen, at the same time, guys. Listen, people can... This is New York City. There's public transportation. Go to both. Yeah. yeah. WrestleMania is long. Yeah. It's very long. Here's the thing. Uh, I heard that probably there's an AJ Randy match. That's the halftime. That's when everybody... That's when you get on the yeah. bus to go back and forth. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's when, that's oh, you're when so every smart. from our party goes to yours. And, and then, then we'll then, send yeah. ours to yours. That's yeah. such a good idea. Trades Everyone make friends. Get an Uber XL. Just truck over. Yeah. It'll be great. Yeah. We'll figure out... Uh, uh, a way to like rent a, make a really shitty party bus. Is yours off the L? <laughs> Ours is also off the oh, L. Oh, they can just take Perfect. the L. Just take Perfect. the L. Just turn that, just play uh, Sublime on the L train and drink wine as you go. <laughs> and then it's a shitty and party bus. And listen to Fandango Steam. Yeah. yeah. This has been uh-huh. our episode. We love you guys so much. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.